So what made you choose coffee this morning rather than tea? Do you know, there's something quite relaxing about... It makes you feel sophisticated, doesn't well, it? yeah, okay, so full transparency, I needed to feel sophisticated this morning, so yeah. It's, and the beans and the smell and the aroma, it takes me back isn't to... Isn't it instant coffee? No, we don't have instant coffee. Okay. Well, if right. we do, it's pretty crispy, so... Best you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, coffee. Okay, let's do it. So, nothing like a relaxing Sunday morning. This was nothing like a relaxing Sunday morning, hence the coffee. <laughs> I, um... I turned my, well, I didn't turn my phone off. My phone ran out of charge and I didn't put it back on charge, which never happens. Um, and uh, sod's law, the one time that I do that, the fire alarm goes off in uh, the Madison, the hotel uh, that we've got down south. And so uh, we were blissfully unaware of all of this going on first thing this morning. Um, thankfully, our team have responded and rallied Brilliant. around. Brilliant. Um, but we do have to review our process here, I think, don't we? Um, yeah, we, we, we do. It was... We have, a, we have a full panel alarm system. Obviously, it's a big commercial building and it has a comm system installed, which notifies a series of key holders um, who respond to investigate, essentially, which is basically, a, you know, members of our team who live and in the it's locality. It's a system, isn't it? So it drops through. So if... What no, person? all are notified. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, okay. all are notified at once, and basically it's first to the first to the scene, as it were. Oh, okay. But um, unfortunately, it often falls to Kim, lovely Kim, our problem solver, our... Um, uh, what do I call it? Swiss Army Knife. Uh, uh, human Swiss Army Knife. Yeah. As always, so Kim, um, bless her, was hauled out on a Sunday morning um, and did an amazing job and actually had to um, deal with the fire, fire service on this instance as well, which we'll talk about. But she lives a good half an hour away, if not more. Um, yeah, was the flyover closed or something? So yeah, and it's, it's just not ideal. It's um, We need our response to be within 15 minutes. That's an insurance requirement. It's certainly what the fire service expects. That's not Kim's fault. She can't change where she lives. She was always designed to be last line of defence rather than yeah. first line of defence. And um, I think this has uh, prompted us to review our system on that front. And I think you're going to do some research, aren't you? Into... Yeah, I've got the really sexy first job to do tomorrow morning on my first full week of you know, yeah, investigating. researching <laughs> fire contractors in Southampton and see if we can retain someone on a <clears throat> on a 24-7 call-out service. Um, but that's obviously something that we don't take lightly and we do need to review that. Um, I don't think the current system is fit for purpose, but Kim did a fantastic job. The fire service were actually called. So this was, um, were you, what what caused the uh, Oh, well, who knew um, that a guest thought it would be a good idea to put a pan of chocolate in a toaster? To try and shove a pan of chocolate into a toaster. Brilliant. They've got a microwave. Why didn't they use the microwave? There's no accounting for um, for what our guests are going to come up with no. next. Um, and they've also got uh, the system set up. So they've got, I think from memory, they've got at least 90 seconds to silence their own alarm in their property before it fires the, uh, the entire yeah. panel. So, I, again, I don't know what they were doing in that time. Uh, maybe we need Perhaps to make that clearer. we should have something like they do on planes. Before you enter the property, please um, take note of this safety video and make sure you're aware of all the fire safety you know procedures yeah. so um i yeah. could film that i've always wanted to do that but like you pointed out this morning you know we we suddenly got landed you know we've switched our phones on and everything goes wild um but our team have rallied around have done an amazing job um to sort that and um you know that's that that's a positive i think I, I, it's a oh, big definitely tip. because Sometimes you can wake up and see all these messages and you think, oh, God. But you know what? It's actually a real positive because for me, it's almost flipped it round to 
realize well we always know it don't we but appreciating the team we work with we you know it's so important to surround yourself with people that you know are invested in the business and yeah. you know invested in us and everything that yeah. we do and, there was no yeah. there was no talk of it being a sunday morning there no, was no which we're not. sensitive of but um none of the team have made that an excuse danielle was uh, rallying the troops and was calling around and 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 getting everything sorted so they they dealt with it brilliantly so um in in a sense that was a nice test the fact that my phone was was switched off when the fire alarm happened <laughs> to sound it's only happened twice um in nearly a year of operation but obviously when it does happen we need to make make sure that we are um, on, on it, the yeah. case. So, um, yeah, that was our Sunday morning. That was. So what have we got coming up in this episode? Well, we are talking about everybody's favourite topic right now, or not, uh, interest rates and the impact of that on our business. You can spot the savers to the borrowers. Savers uh, now have a slightly bigger smile than okay. the borrowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so we'll update on that. We have also have an update on the hotel and we're talking about getting ready for launch and what's involved in that. And we've also got Danielle joining us ready to uh, hit us around the head with another guest review. So lots to cover. So should we get started? Now let's go. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team. We couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, though, there is never a dull moment. Well, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Serviced Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Serviced Podcast or Secret Serviced Podcast? So, interest rates are going up. Oh, God, don't you just love an interest rate going up? I don't think anyone's been living under a rock um, <laughs> recently. It's all over the news. It's all impacting uh, all of us in all all aspects of life. Um, and uh, I think the best bet is it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's essentially what... What the government, what the Bank of England um, need to achieve, they're using this as a tool to try and curb inflation and currently it's not having the impact that they require. Anyway, without turning this into an economics yeah. lesson, let's think about the impact of interest rates on our business. So we and, do. Yeah. And this is where I think, I mean, you know, in the intro, I said, you know, we want to focus on the positives of service accommodation. And that, again, is where service accommodation really stands out as something that can react to things like this quickly. Yeah, I feel for. I don't know, buy-to-let landlords, HMO landlords, um, anyone sort of coming off a fixed period with their mortgage. And also looking to flip and looking at that back-end value, yeah. which is potentially... It's not impacted. that there aren't opportunities in those areas, but but I do I do feel for that. And I guess one of the um, big plus points around service accommodation is we can be more agile with our with our pricing. Oh, so, What did you do this morning? Yeah, I was doing my... my weekly um, adjustment of our base prices. We use dynamic pricing software um, to do a lot of the the day-to-day kind of fluctuations but we'll talk about that in a second but just so that the listeners are aware so we do have we have um, three or four properties, three that are really in the front of our minds that are on flexible rates. They're yeah. bigger commercial properties. It's it's harder to get fixed, uh, long-term fixed rates on those, and they are on flexible rates, which obviously is having a, a, a big impact. Um, one of those being the Madison, and every time the, the, the base rate goes up by a quarter percent or a half percent, that has a big um, impact on um, the mortgage payment and our fixed costs, I guess. But 
Having said that, one of the things that I absolutely love about the Apart Hotel strategy, mm-hmm. which is why we embarked on that project in the first place, is economies the of scale. economies of scale and the amount of wriggle room that we actually have at that prof- at that um, property. Um, you know, and we always do, even on individual units, we do our numbers, we always do our sort of profitability forecasts on a break even of 50% occupancy. Yeah. So, you know, we have a pretty, um, you know, we're, we're, our due diligence is, is pretty solid on that front. But when it comes to the uh, multi-unit blocks that we operate and also the apart hotels, the um, the break-even point is a lot lower. Mm. So we have some built-in safeguards. It's not that it's not frustrating. It's not that it's not eating into the bottom line. But at the same time, we, um, we have flexibility there. So that's a big selling point oh, for that. Huge, and, yeah, and I think... It. So I'm going on, a, on a, I'm going off on one here, but um, I think scale, the ability to scale within serviced accommodation yeah. is 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 one of the things I think that's most exciting about it. And I don't mean scale necessarily in terms of number of units, because you know, right now if I was sat on 150 rent to SA units, all of which are getting squeezed. Um, you know, by increasing rents, um, or I had, you know, individual units that we owned and with interest rates going up, you know, that that kind of scale isn't necessarily going to provide you a solution, but scale within the size of the building and how many units you can get into one particular property. So how much income you can squeeze out of that one particular box is for me where the real holy grail lies. And do you know what the, um, also a little bit of an added bonus, which perhaps people won't appreciate, is if you've got six individual units, you've got six individual utilities. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. It's that, you know, having... Bane of my life. 17 to 20 units in one block, um, and you can kill 17 birds with one stone with one regards to the, um, yeah. the utility uh, provision. And even more than that, you can then get a commercial energy broker on the case yeah. um, who does that for you. Um that, that does make a big difference. Uh, so it's, it's huge, yes, massive. I can't, if you've never dealt with utilities on a regular basis, the fact that you have just one to deal with on one block that has 17 units within it, it's just a godsend because yeah. otherwise it's just a nightmare. Because they always communicate with you saying, oh, we are calling you with respect to your energy payment. They never tell you which one. Yeah. Then you have to go through security. Then you fail security because you're given the wrong answer. And you have to, to the pass their security, even though they called you. Oh. Um, yeah. I, anyway, we could rant all day Sorry. long about utility. <laughs> or you could rant all day yeah, long about utility companies. Um, but yeah, economies of scale. And so, so it's not to say that um, uh, you know we are having to take some um, some action around our pricing and looking carefully at um, our bottom line and where we can make cost savings. But um, we, do, we, we do that anyway. Really. Really, we honest, do it. Yeah, we're right. always monitoring prices. So you mentioned about the the agility that we have. So um, it's not like having a buy to let. It's not like having even an HMO where it's difficult to um, shift your prices and increase your rents uh, frequently. We can change our prices at a moment's notice and in fact that that's literally how our model works so we use what's called dynamic pricing software which essentially works within parameters that you set so you can tell it never to sell your unit below a certain price you can ask it to never go above a certain price and then you set a what's called a base price and it will fluctuate literally on a daily basis yeah. it will it will update the prices every few hours and every single day your property will have a slightly different daily rate based on your occupancy 
and also everybody else's occupancy in the area. So it's looking at demand and it's it's constantly making sure that we're finding that sweet spot with what people are prepared to pay. So we can monitor that at a moment's notice. We have access to it on our mobile phones. You know, we can be making those real agile changes as and when our costs. That doesn't mean to say that we can we can immediately just make a wholesale 50% increase in our prices because we'll end up shooting ourselves in the foot if the market doesn't support that because equally there's the whole cost of living crisis the interest rates is impacting on our customers yep. as well as on us and so if we increase our prices too much then um we just won't get any and bookings. also the, the the portfolio you know the portfolio performs very differently one property next door to another property hmm could you know for whatever reason be have less occupancy and so the price needs to go down but the one next to it bizarrely yeah. might be full even so, within yeah. even within you know you, you if you've got a multi-unit block or an apart hotel you find some rooms generate a momentum all of their own and maybe they've been booked more previously and maybe their stats are looking a bit healthier for the next 30 days which makes them look more popular on the listings and they get booked more and it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where you can find some you do end up if you're not careful with some runts in the litter yeah um that just sort of sit there because um you know they haven't they haven't had that boost of bookings and therefore they actually don't appear as visible within search listings as some of the others and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so we're always monitoring the portfolio um, and now we've got Jenna on board um, obviously looking at things from a sales perspective and a social media perspective we've got a meeting with with Jenna planned this week about really targeted sales activity to identify which properties need a push um, and which ones you know we need to be uh, trying to put in front of people so um yeah, it's. And, um, well, are we worried about uh, bookings for August? I think you're worried about bookings well, for I August. I always worry about everything, don't I? But I, w I would say they. I mean, we haven't had a full August property at the Madison, so we can't do that one. Little Hayes actually is doing really well. That's yeah, we're not beautiful one. Worried is the wrong word. We're yeah. not. We're not worried. Um, but August is. So we've had a bumper July. So July has been record breaking. Yeah. Um, quite literally record breaking, which has been brilliant. August is looking a little bit slow. Um, we'd expect to have more revenue on the books this this close to August, um, given that you would expect it to be peak season. But then again, our target market for a lot of our properties isn't necessarily mm -hmm. the leisure market. Um, so, but we, we have reached out to people within the, in the within the business, or you did yesterday, didn't you? And, and that's what's the nice thing about the network we operate in is you can reach out to other people and say, "Hey, how are your bookings?" And people don't hide stuff; they're they're sort of genuinely open about, "Oh, yeah, it's a bit slow, but you know, we're noticing people are booking, you know, last a, minute and things like that." There's so. a real there's a power in sharing and getting a sense check on the market for for everybody else. That's the power of your network at the end of the day, mm -hmm. isn't it? And you know, uh, down on the south coast, I set up a WhatsApp group for other operators, and I would highly recommend that. By the way, if you are listening to this and you operate a holiday let, even if you've only just got one, have a look for local WhatsApp groups for other operators and most importantly if there isn't one set one up because it will do you no end of good to be recognized as a kind of a key person of influence mm -hmm. within your area if you're coordinating that little network um, but also it is an opportunity to sense check where everybody else is at and you never know what might come out of that so we know we've we've um you know we've been speaking to jenna we know and the rest of the team we've got a big push ahead of us for august to really make sure yeah. that we optimize that month because it's a big one for us in the calendar but i'm not 
too concerned. We are, we've spoken about this before in the podcast, we are noticing a trend of people booking more last minute. Um, So I'm sure that things will will pick up, but we're certainly not just going to be sat here crossing our fingers. That's that's the bottom line. This is not about just putting your property on Airbnb, sitting back and crossing your fingers and then having a moan when you don't get any bookings. So this is about being proactive and um, control the controllables. You know, look at what we can control, what we can do better, what we can be pushing and take matters into our own hands. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Advice. Moving on. We've got Danielle on the line. Yay. The purveyor of uncertain news. We never quite know what she's going to be bringing us. Well, it's been a full-on morning this morning, so. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah we don't we we never know. That's the beauty of review review roulette. So, um, are you ready to spin the wheel? Oh yeah, let's go. Let's play review roulette. Here she is. Hey, Danielle. <laughs> Hi Mark. Hi Caroline. Another another day. Yeah. Another day. Another day, another, review. another review. Another review. See another what we've review. got in store for us. We're excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's your week been? It's been really good. It's been really good. Well, apart from a couple of weeks back where I had to replace the laptop and the podcast mic and everything that obviously got stolen out of my car in London. Not great, but oh well, here we are. So all new set up, ready for the podcast again. You were were a bit apprehensive about the trip to the big smoke as it was, weren't you? And then to have all your stuff stolen, what a nightmare. Exactly, yeah. Coming from Devon, little country girl, and then going to the big city (laughs) and then... Something like that happens. It doesn't make me want to kind of keen to go back again, does it? No, yeah. not at all. No, not oh, what a shocker. But while we're talking reviews, um, we as a business secured Airbnb Superhost again, didn't we? Yes, uh, we did. I thought I'd brought, uh, I'll bring that up in today's episode as well. That's really good. It obviously well yeah. it marks us on a, a couple of points across the board. But like you say, getting that for one property is not as hard. You can obviously just reply quickly and have good reviews but getting it across the board for all our properties is amazing yeah yeah absolutely did i done to the team did i get ahead of you there did i steal your talking point no no you didn't i'll just bring it up but don't worry yeah no i i think i think you make make exactly the point that uh that, that we've been talking about with regards airbnb super host status it's not something that we like actively pursue i don't think you know we're not we're not out there looking for airbnb's approval necessarily but like you say i think for me actually if you've got one two even three units i think airbnb super host uh, super host status if you're doing it properly is actually a no-brainer i think that's like a minimum standard yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you know, when 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 that's all that you're dealing with. So I'm not too worried about it. But as you grow and as we add more and more units, so we're operating, what is it, 59 units mm-hmm. now, I think to get Airbnb Super status with the fairly rigorous standards that you have to achieve in terms of response rate. And, and you'd secured, and I say you because it is 99.9% you, mm-hmm. um, 100% response rate. No, um, I saw that as well. Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> so th- there's lots of 
metrics, aren't they? They go into it. But anyway, I'm waffling. The, the bottom line is, I think actually is certainly worthy of recognition within our team because it is a big team effort. Yeah. You're obviously yeah. at the helm dealing with the guests, but you know the cleaners are obviously um, doing an amazing job to help us secure great reviews. The maintenance people are responding quickly to make sure that mm-hmm. you know we're we're dealing with issues. So it is a big team effort, and I think to to get to maintain those levels across. 50 plus units is is something worthy of note i think is very it? much so yeah yeah exactly yeah. no i agree so well done to to our team definitely yeah fantastic okay well we've started on a high so um yes let's see where we go from here <laughs> i'll continue on the high then <laughs> yeah so okay okay we're ready we're braced okay what, what so this guest specifically um, is for they stayed at Meadowcott not too okay. long ago, which again, like I say, lovely property down in Milford on Sea. But this one specifically, she uh, talked to me a couple of days before they were due to check in. Said she asked for a little bit of an earlier check in, which I, we accommodated because we could and all that. But she said it's kind of a, a big weekend for them because they were. Um, her sister specifically had a really tough time. She didn't go into details, but she said just it was a big weekend. They were booked it to go and relax and everything. And they came out with such a positive review. And so, so they had an amazing stay. So I feel like the obviously the house definitely contributed to their amazing getaway weekend. So That's she started saying, what a great stay, extremely accommodating. We went for a girly group weekend as a surprise for my sister and the house was simply perfect. As soon as we all walked in, we said what a lovely feel the house has and we settled very quickly. The layout of the kitchen diner is great, makes it easy, makes it really sociable, which was lovely. And the extra touches like the foosball table made it very entertaining. The house was very clean and had everything we needed. The bedrooms were actually bigger than what um, what they looked like on the pictures, which was lovely. And the beds are very comfortable. I would definitely recommend this house for a lovely getaway by the seaside. Oh, Fantastic. that's so lovely. Amazing. It's so rewarding, isn't it, for us to hear? Because we put heart and soul particularly that. with that one, we did basically build the house um, yeah. because it was... It was a two-bedroom cottage um, that uh, <clears throat> hadn't been – well, it had never been on the market no, before, no, had no. it? We were the, the sort of second owners, if you like, um, extremely um, dated and run down. And not only did we take that back to brick, but we built a big two-story wraparound extension onto the the side and, and rear of it and, yeah. and turned it into a brand-new four-bedroom, four-bathroom holiday home. And, and that sort of holiday, that space, that living space, was something we really – thought a lot about because yeah. we knew that we'd have quite a few people staying there and this would be the sort of main social space so i think i think it's actually down to me that design because Did you it? originally yeah definitely <laughs> you originally had the kitchen at the front if you remember by the decking and i said no it's got to be well actually it's at the back isn't it i said no it's got to be at the front sort of in the bay so we've got all this space yeah you did so, yeah, yeah you did so a bit, yeah but you know it, you're putting it all down to that are you Totally, yeah. Moving the kitchen three meters to the to the right. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna Caroline, Lord Caroline. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm taking that one totally. <laughs> no, but it was it well, I was thinking exactly the same thing, listening to you read that review back. Is it is nice when when guests recognize the thought that you've put into it and, yeah, and yeah. they and, you, and they you've picked up on some of those design touches. Um, because you know, sometimes you know, unfortunately, we do sometimes only hear from people when there's an issue or there's no. So it's actually nice for someone not to just say, yeah, we had a really nice day, but actually to pick out some of those points and some of those design yeah. features that, that we that put into it. That does have a lovely feel 
when you walk into it. And I think actually I'm feeling a bit homesick for it at the moment because, well, I've not stayed there since January. And, yeah, um, we do use it ourselves. So I think we've got probably a little bit more of ourselves invested in it than than potentially with other properties. Yeah. But um, but no, that's really great to hear. What did you think, Danielle? Because you stayed there not that long ago. Yeah, I just wanted to say exactly the same thing. We were um, lucky enough that the weather was absolutely perfect. So it was that couple of weeks ago where England okay. experienced very nice temperatures for a while. Um, and that open plan is just amazing. When you open those bifold doors, it's just, yeah. I, I do agree. And it just leads into the garden and the outside space. Mm. It just makes it such a like a homely and a big feel, which yeah. is really nice. It's got a nice flow to it, hasn't it? And I think, to be yeah. fair, I think if we'd have taken on that project um, earlier in our uh, journey and earlier in our experience level, um, it may not have turned out to be the way it did. I think a lot of, um, not just heart and soul, but a lot of our experience went into that in terms of what guests are looking for and what features we needed. And we'd really sort of cut our teeth, I guess, on a lot of the projects that we had up to that point, even down to some of the practicalities around storage and the boot room. I mean, Caroline, for a year, wouldn't stop going on about the boot room. Um, you know, so all, all of the, the sort of... Um, the, the, the experience that we'd built up, I guess, went into that property We've as well. We've got so. a shower outside for dogs that's warm. Yeah, a dog shower. Oh. Yeah, they've got a hot tap. Yeah, very, very luxury. Uh, but one one thing just to pick up that I, I, I noted down as soon as you started reading the review, in fact, before you started reading it, you mentioned that you'd had contact with this guest before, obviously, they'd stayed. Now, how much do you pick up from the interactions that you have with a guest and i know we've talked before on the podcast about how frustrating it is when you don't have any interaction and they still then come back with you know reviews based on staff and everything else but putting that to one side are you usually able to tell what sort of guests they're going to be from the messages that you get beforehand are there do you sometimes get red flags or yeah yeah what's your experience I think it's a little bit of just, I don't know if it's just intuition or just experience with obviously the couple of guests we've had. Sometimes they do throw a curveball and they either seem lovely and they kind of turn out not to be that lovely. But yeah, if you have um, like this guest approached me, she was really lovely. She was looking forward to their stay and just asked us really politely, like asked us if we can accommodate this, accommodate that and just... um, she seemed really appreciated, even if we couldn't accommodate it. She just, yeah. But some guests do come to you just expecting it or just a little bit rude or direct. And then you feel like that's going to carry through. And sometimes it does. I mean, I can be as polite and as generous as we could be um, as obviously host of a couple of properties, not just one in our back, back garden, yeah. for instance. Yeah. But it is sometimes you do get a feel of the guests um, prior to it, which is really good sometimes and other times they just stay for a month and it's yeah. just the month of hell. <laughs> but you're but you're you're building up a bank of experience on that now and obviously you're um training Jenna um who's yeah. taking on some of the guest communications for us and um I'd imagine that she's really benefiting from your experience there in terms of actually you know watch out for this one or you know this is a bit of a red flag and you know it's just some of the the wisdom that I guess you're able to impart that you know is is just experience from from doing it isn't it that you pick up 
Yeah, definitely. And I guess I'm guessing she'll pick it up quite quickly as well. Like say, just yeah. some of the guests sometimes prior to it. Um, like say the the questions, type of questions they ask, or just the way they ask it. You you kind of have that little bit of a feeling. But I think that just comes with with time as well. I think she'll pick up quite quickly on yeah. those. But like say, sometimes guests are really maybe a little bit of a pain if I'm being honest prior to checking in, and then I don't hear from them again. So. It yeah. could be either. Or. It's definitely not an exact science, but by contact no. with that lovely guest and that lovely review, we had one the other day, didn't we? And we won't go into detail on this because I think we're potentially going to chat about it elsewhere in this episode. But um, we had the guest who, before they'd even, in fact, before they'd even booked, was already quoting Airbnb policies at oh, you yeah, and copying, yes. pasting stuff to do with pet policies and everything else. That's and exactly. That's my talking point for this. For the next one, that's what I thought of. Okay, bring. I have stolen yeah. your talking point. I thought, that's okay. yeah, yeah, go for it. So tell it. All right, then tell us about it. Let, let's get into that one then. Yeah, so uh, kind of tagging on that, like you said. So we had this guest um, inquiring just quite randomly about the property and then asking for discounts. And sometimes you do get people asking it like um, in a polite way. Others is just cheeky about it. So this guy definitely he was cheeky about it. He said, if we can offer a discount, he would stay as yeah. if he's doing us a favor in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and which I just replied back as normal, saying it's the height of the season, basically. And quoting our normal we do offer discounts yeah. but have conditions about based it. on length um, of stay and exactly yeah. exactly and then all of a sudden didn't mention anything says oh he has a um uh well what is it? service animal service Sorry, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah service animal service dog um and i said unfortunately this particular property is not pet friendly not thinking obviously i know service dogs and i know there's rules about it and anything but i did not think much of it obviously yeah. we're not pet friendly and then all of a sudden, he just went on the like attack with me, yeah. quoting Airbnb policy, saying yeah. we're not allowed to refuse him. This is not a pet; it's for a service. And yeah. bear in mind, I have no idea if it's actually a service dog, if he actually has a dog, or I I don't know. Obviously, you yeah. don't know. It's just through Airbnb. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, we had to go to Airbnb to just ask and um, to clarify find out one hundred percent, clarify yeah, yeah what the policy is, which they then turned around said. Hosts basically quoting their message now, hosts aren't allowed to refuse a service animal, which I feel like I understand in a way. But in another way is, again, we have no idea what sort of animal they're bringing, if it's actually for a service or, or anything like that. So it's a tough one. So basically, yeah. that's why I wanted to bring it up to see mm. your opinion and if the listener's opinion. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a learning for us. I'm amazed actually. This hasn't come up in um, for four years of operating so yeah. many properties. It's the, the whole serviced animal issue has never come up. And so, yeah, as as you've just explained, I suggested to you that actually separate to the booking, you go to Airbnb and just clarify their policy, so that apart from anything else, we know how to deal with these sort of inquiries in the future. Mm. And yeah, uh, unbeknownst to any of us, um, technically Airbnb. In their policy, they are able to overwrite our our pet policy or our no pet policy if it comes down to a service dog. So if it's a pet that's um, that the guest is talking about is critical for their mental health, then we're not required to uh, accept that. Yeah. So a a emotional, yes. So emotional support animal, we can refuse to because. Yeah. Uh, according to policy but then if it's a service animal which airbnb can class as a miniature horse as well which was really <laughs> surprising to me i can't see a miniature horse in a hotel room but anyway 
I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm not sure what service a miniature horse is is likely to I provide do, yeah. either. It's um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing, yeah, it's, um, you know, a miniature horse trying to get up the stairs at Windlass Cottage. That would be quite a <laughs> quite a sight to see. Oh gosh. Not sure how our landlords would feel about that one. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I understand it, obviously, from, from a service animal perspective, um, and I understand how frustrating it must be that there uh, still are so few pet-friendly properties, um, if that's your situation. Um, and, I, and I don't think we're unempathetic to that, but it's more the point, I think, that you alluded to there, which the first thing is they hit us with a cheeky request for a discount. Uh, and, and almost, as you said, almost tried to slightly hold us to ransom over offering a discount. Then they start going really gung-ho over Airbnb policy on service dogs and everything else. All of this combined, and we also, as standard, we would look at the number of reviews that they've got on Airbnb, how long they've been uh, a member of the platform. These are our standard checks. It just all added up, didn't it, to... Um, so to something where I think we were just a little bit uh it's like they're trying to play the system. They were also requesting a same a day check-in, which we don't yeah. offer as standard anyway. That's how this came through as a request rather than an instant booking. So I just think it raised a few alarm bells. As you said, we you know, there's no there's no guarantee, there's no assurance for the host that actually uh, they've got a service or, or the pet that they're bringing is actually a service uh, animal um, or, or even that there's a pet at all. Um, so I think, yeah, it was it was more their attitude. And, and I think that's what I was getting at with the original question is whether you can get a feel for guests, um, just the way that they conduct themselves sometimes before they arrive. Um, exactly. And that's the thing. And I mean, even apart from just the like say the the cheeky feel I got from it is just we have policies in for a reason. Our meadow card, for instance, that we talked about is pet friendly because we put provisions in place. Um, you're the owners, you're happy with them. But then we manage properties on behalf of other landlords and they have strict rules in place yeah. as well. So we can't just I I understand that if a dog is for service and that's absolutely fine, but I feel like the guests, the potential guests, should understand as well that that the property could maybe not be suitable for animals that there's livestock around or mm. something like that so there's there's policies in place for a reason and what is for instance on my my behalf or if my dog is really like obviously clean and really behaved and everything according to me but then according to someone else they might not be exactly. so it is that's the tough one as well so you can't just say okay that's fine on this occasion we'll allow it because then they might walk away and all the pillows are gone on the beds or yeah. it's just hair and the next guest who checks in is allergic then we get kind of repercussions from that again so it's a really good point yeah yeah, they're, they're, yeah thinking about the next guest that because we do sometimes think I th again i think we had one this week who was asking about whether or not uh pets have been at this policy uh, at this property yes. and whether there are uh, likely to be any hairs in the property because they're allergic to it so i yeah, hadn't exactly. even thought of that and also the reason we quite often say that a particular property isn't pet friendly it might be partly because we don't want them to um jump all over our nice soft furnishing and stuff like that but it might also be because the site is not secure you know if you haven't yeah. got secure boundaries and that's the first thing that i think a pet owner would want to know so but i think you did find a clause didn't you or, or a line when you started doing your research into the policy where it said if we can show or if we can evidence the fact that uh, a property is not safe for an animal then we can decline it even if it's a serviced animal is that right 
I think so. I think Airbnb kind of in a way said that they obviously there to help. And I must say Airbnb is a little bit more supportive sometimes than booking.com is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in a way, yes, they did say if if the property is not suitable or if there's an actual like valid couple of reasons we would say yeah, why like, they can't say, yeah. then we can obviously bring that up. Okay. Yeah. But it's a good point you raise about our landlords. Um you know, and the fact that we have a contract and an agreement mm-hmm. with our landlords, mm-hmm. some of whom, as you say, feel quite strongly that they don't want pets in the property. And, you know, to force that upon us as hosts is is another example, unfortunately, of the heavy handedness of some of the OTAs in terms mm-hmm. of um you know, running roughshod over our policies and our cancellation policies. And, you know, it's uh, it's still doesn't feel that long ago, COVID and, you know, the fact that they closed our calendars and everything else. So this all, again, we're kind of coming full cycle here, aren't we? Because we talked about Airbnb superhost status and whether or not that's something that we value. It's, it's great that we should recognize that for the efforts within the team, but it's not something that we actively pursue because in actual fact what we're trying to do is increase our independence and decrease our dependence Mm -hmm. on some of the otas for exactly these kind of reasons that they take stuff out of your control they do they definitely do like you say now we can't decline a booking because then that negatively affects on us for instance or not we can't decline on valid reasons but we can't say oh we don't want this guest to stay because that's not going to be enough. So, like you said, then we are the bad guy in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But we just protecting ourselves and our properties. Yeah. And in fact, in this scenario, whilst we were doing our due diligence and making sure everything was correct and sorted, the uh, the the property actually booked out, didn't it? So we were solved. Yeah, the problem was solved because it was booked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. I yeah. think that's that was a really good discussion point to bring up, actually, because um, yeah, it's it's never as we've said so many times, never a dull moment. Always yeah. new things to learn. Amazingly, we've operated, you know, so many units for so many years and have never come across this issue before. So, with every day, we're wiser than we were the day before, Absolutely. I guess, exactly. with all the challenges. But, um, thank you, Danielle. Thank, thank you, you so Danielle. much. Thank you. No, it's a big pleasure. Thank you for you guys. Thank you for starting us off with such a positive and that lovely review. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice for our listeners to hear that it's not all doom and gloom. That we do have no, like lots say, and lots of lovely guests who say lovely things do. about our properties. Do enjoy it, don't we? It's you know, it's like we? we say, yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, it's never a dull moment, <laughs> and uh, it's nice to be able to give our guests the best possible experience, and also a good experience for our landlords as well, because you know, it's all about sort of sharing and and helping and supporting. We're going to, well, we're all going, aren't we? We're all meeting up. So we're getting to see Danielle on on Monday. We're all all meeting up and and going to dinner with one of our landlord clients on Monday. So that would be really nice. It'd be really nice. Um, Seeing the property and meeting the landlord for me for the first time. So that's actually good. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to we'll have to book another wine tasting for Danielle. Well, I was going to tell her I was going to take it to a wine yard, <laughs> wine yard, vineyard, vineyard. Yeah. Awesome! Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank Appreciate you, Danielle. that. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you to you guys. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, see take you Monday. Care. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, hotel update. I'm sure everybody's on tender hooks waiting to hear where we're up to <laughs> with the hotel and um, particularly our plumber issue. So, well, the bottom line is um, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, so 
I had a plumber out. Um, I'm tentatively positive oh, about this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be the cheapest option, but um, they've got a big team and he seemed relatively positive that um, we would at least be able to get the work done that's needed to uh, to get this thing up and running. That That's the bottom line. Now, whether or not we are able to put in a new bathroom suite on the top floor flat for the day of opening, but at the end of the day, you know, the priority yeah. now is to service the system, test everything out, get the heating up and running. The Legionella's guy has been and has done all the testing. He needs to come back again mm. when obviously, because Legionella's is all about water temperature, isn't it? So he needs to come back again once the boilers have been fired up um, to test water temperatures. Um, so I'm, I'm tentatively positive, but certainly by next episode, we'll have an update on that one because... Um, launch is looming yeah absolutely i'm getting really excited about this i'm frustrated i can't go down more um but we've got a well i've got a trip potentially next weekend scheduled in have a night is it next weekend is it it's coming around really quick isn't it yeah we've got because i've got i watched videos yesterday didn't i on how to wrap a kitchen (laughs) yeah yeah we're we're just looking at how we can spruce up (laughs) spruce up one of the the little kitchens on a budget but um Mm. no it's it is coming around now we've got um our um Staging company and furnishing company changing spaces. Shout out to Abby and the oh, team at Changing so Spaces. They did an amazing job for us over at the Madison. They are all teed up now for um, the 24th of June, July. Um, and um, 24th of July, it's not it's not far away. Oh, good grief. So that really is a sort of line in the sand for us in terms of getting work done because that's uh, they come along to beautify it and photograph it and video it and, and everything else. So launch is so, beginning of August then, isn't it? Yeah, so we, we have different uh, sort of attitudes to a launch, don't, don't we? Like you're um, – well, is it – you, you don't need much an excuse to have a party, no, do in you? in my head, I've got the banners, I've got the band. The marching I've band. The marching We've already band. had an offer of um, local singers. Racing. Oh, no, I'm not going to mention the celebrity racing driver. I'm Jensen Button. Oh. Jensen Button, if you're listening. <laughs> Please come and open I've heard Jensen Button is an avid listener to the podcast. Um, He's not. Yeah, yeah, we know we, we know you're local, not that we're stalking you. Um, if you fancy coming and cutting the what do you call it? Cutting the tape, ribbon. cutting the ribbon. That's it. Then um, you're you're more than welcome. No, so yeah, you don't need any excuse for, for a party. party absolutely um, not. And and there is something in that. And um, every time that we have done something like that previously, I think opportunities have come out of it. Um, we've got press, all press interest. We need to get the press, press involved. Press, press, press. Um, we need the local mayor out to cut the ribbon if Jensen local Button MP. can't make it. Yeah, um, we need to. Um, there was a yeah local MP. We've been um kind of introduced to um who is uh who's keen to get his face in the media um so that might be something we could look at um but but yeah you know you're you're very good at that sort of thing i see it as a little bit of a hassle i'm just looking at this and thinking we just need to get some income coming in from this property and really as soon as those um bedrooms are guest ready i want to be booking them out so um it's getting the balance, isn't it? Oh, I yeah, think. I've, I've definitely. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't think this one needs a soft launch because it's been a hotel previously. Um, I think that it's set up uh, in the right way. It's not like we've created something. And uh, what we mean, well, you, I was going to say you, about you tell people what we mean by a soft launch. Well, a soft launch is really where you get uh, people to come and stay in your property and just make sure that whoever set this property up or whoever's launched it, you, you know, ourselves, so, you know, you can overlook things. 
Um, Lots of people. So friends, family. Friends, family so these, yeah. these aren't guests, are they? This no, is no. ahead of ahead of actually putting it out there to and, the and world. There's, there's two ways that you can do this as well, isn't there? You can either just open it and get them to stay and get the feedback, or you can actually get them to book through a portal yeah. with a zero cost. Obviously, you would then incur well, you incur cleaning charges anyway, but it means they can leave a review, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, we can't actually list it with a zero cost. Airbnb, for example, don't let you do that, but we, we would potentially refund them oh, for, course, the, for yeah, the booking sorry, yeah. um, and work it that way. But yeah, essentially zero cost to them, um, and which can be a really good idea to not only get uh, – someone to test drive and that is invaluable um, but also to start generating those initial reviews yeah. which are going to help with your visibility on the listing so um, I don't think we need other than for the reviews that there might be a good case to be made for doing this for reviews at, at Eaton House if we can get um, you know enough people to stay and, and test it for us and generate some reviews I'm sure there might be some listeners who would be happy to volunteer to come and stay yeah. and uh, come and see what we've been up to so if you want to if, if you want to do that reach out to us by all means um, but we it, it, it's 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 best practice it's a great idea if you've got an individual unit or something like this get somebody out to come and test drive it before it goes live can i ask a question about do airbnb which you have to edit this beat do airbnb automatically add a discount if it's a new property or do you, you can set up that? that option okay i was going to say if they did then by having people stay you wouldn't then have an artificially low price straight away yeah it's true because it's yeah you can say that okay so, so on the soft launch, well, soft launch, if you've got people booking through Airbnb, does that mean that Airbnb wouldn't apply a discount price? Do they apply a discount price for a new property? You don't have to set a discount, but Airbnb and Booking.com, um, they do allow you to um, – or they give you the option to set a 20% reduction for, I think it's your first three bookings on okay. both of them. So, yeah, I guess that's another reason to sort of uh, use that for a test drive purposes is then in effect you're you're using your your 20% your allocation. Although, does that defeat the object of the 20% you know, reduction? Yeah. The idea was to then generate, generate some bookings. Yeah. So, um, But you, that, that's it. You have those yeah. options to run promotions and everything else. But this is more about test driving and having someone that is going to give Give you that valuable feedback but not in a review yeah, um, and it's going to come to you privately because you know them and they're going to let you know some stuff that you've missed and we've had you know stuff that you would just never realize you know if you're doing a big project you've got your mind on bigger things yeah. and you're not necessarily going to pick up on the fact that there's not a door closer in a particular room or and, and the door it, hits yeah. the bedside table and um, we, we've had that before haven't we so just little things from a guest perspective and also stay in your, in your own properties as well yeah. um, we regularly do another that another anyway. advantage of SA well so we we were actually staying in someone's um, rent to service accommodation property work me in Hebden Bridge. Oh God, what an amazing place! I love programs like Happy Valley and uh, Last Tango in Halifax. So as well, it's, it's not one. part of the country we've been to before, is it? But um, but I, I do a little bit of coaching and mentoring, and um, uh, Rachel, Joseph, and Joseph. Um, that gets confusing. Um, they have done an amazing job setting up their first um, holiday let property in the wonderful Hebden Bridge. Oh, it's beautiful. It was lovely, wasn't it? They've done mm. an amazing job, and so. So 
um, we offered to test drive it for them. So we so we were on the other side of the fence for this one. So we uh, somebody's got to do it. It's a hard life, isn't it? <laughs> we went and uh, test drove their, their lovely new property for them and um, not only got to enjoy uh, a, a lovely evening in, in, their, in their amazing property um, in Hebden Bridge and, and, and Tessia, we'd like to go back actually, wouldn't oh, we, and lovely, experience yeah. it um, a little bit more. We didn't have very long, but we were able to then give them a list of stuff that um, some of which they were aware of, some Absolutely, of which yeah. they weren't aware of, just from a guest perspective, just little things that um, would otherwise come up in reviews and potentially um, you know, detract in, from the, yeah, the impact movie, on yeah. their amazing launch. So the more we can give them some heads up and they can head that off before guests come in, uh, all the better. So they've done a fantastic job. So um, that was a nice evening oh, and a nice, nice thing nice to be place, able to do. Yeah. Great. Okay, so that's the hotel uh, updated. I think I think we've covered everything on that front. So we are still. I'm pushing for end of July launch. I heard you say to someone that you're expected to drift into early August. I really think we need to do our best to make sure that doesn't happen. And also the question: what and what, what day do you do a launch on? What day works for people? Is it during the day? Is it an evening? Is it a weekday? Is it a weekend? It depends what kind of launch you're talking yeah. about, isn't it? I mean, we're not necessarily talking about getting the general public around uh, in this case because it's not something that we've created from scratch. Yeah. Um, it's more about what how how we can benefit is it's it's weighing up the cost benefit because it is going to slightly delay being able to book rooms out to guests um and we'll we'll then have to you know get the property potentially recleaned and everything else but is that outweighed by the benefits of getting some press coverage getting uh, uh you know a, a well-known personality yeah. around you know that's what we need Mind to decide you, having said that with regards to the whole timeline of launch if Abby and the team aren't going in until the 24th and taking photos, by the time mm. you've got photos and then actually listed the 14 units, don't forget that that does take some time to do. Yeah, we yeah. we are uh, pretty good at turning that around. Um, Danielle is um, is going to do some of the heavy lifting on She's that now. She's poised so, and waiting to yeah, list. Yeah, we're, we're training she? Danielle up to to uh, to list um, list listings now. Make listings, um, which previously is something that I've always done within the business. So um, as we grow the team, we're able to outsource some of that stuff. So um, I'm pretty confident that we'll be able to turn that around pretty quickly. So okay. um, yeah, fingers crossed. End of July. If you want to come and stay, let us know. Send us a message, um, and uh, you can come and give a bit of a test drive perfect well that's a wrap for episode eight of the secret serviced podcast wow. that, that was very formal wasn't it sorry about that um what cliffhangers have we left the listeners with this week well will our team be able to rally around and find ways to boost bookings for the summer season and will caroline get her way for a launch <laughs> party at eaton house and will Jensen Button turn up to uh, cut the ribbon for us. <laughs> oh dear. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please like, follow and subscribe wherever you listen so that we know you're out there and it ensures that you never miss an episode. Yep, and don't forget to get in touch with us. Send us a DM or a voice note over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. If you have a question you'd like to ask us, a funny story about your own holiday let and service accommodation adventures, or just to leave us a note to say what you think of the podcast so far, it's always amazing to hear from you. Take care, everybody, and we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, all. Bye. <laughs>